Hi, this is Jonathan, aka Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, the Human Wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, aka That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was in fact raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, aka Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Last time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, after a successful hunt, the party heard a mysterious voice calling out for help in the woods. Torn between a desire to give aid and a fear of their recently killed prey spoiling, the group ran back into town to drop off the meat at the Running King. Without getting payment, they sprinted back out into the woods to find a flump near death being harried by Knowles. Saving the flump, they discovered it was one. It was the one that actually escaped from Wayland's Wagons of Wonder. And all it wanted was to get to a cave and return to its home. The party was glad to help killing Knowles along the way, and thanks to the flump, imparted some interesting information about an adult blue dragon in the area and how it might be here against its will. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, aka Obocrazy, and tonight I am indulging in some beer from Deschutes Brewery, which is semi-local. It is their Jubilee, which is a festive winter ale, which I quite like and has a kick to it. Uh, let's go Carlton. Tell me a little bit about your drink. Carlton, uh, aka that film guy, and I am drinking something from Solid Rock Brewing, and it is their Cornerstone Cream Ale. Ooh, creamy. Yeah, it was in the beer fridge, so I just said, fuck it. <laughs> That's always a good reason. Bernie, how about you? What are you drinking? I am actually drinking something I found in the fridge, which is <laughs> Blue Moon Harvest Pumpkin Ale. It's actually really good. I feel so college. Blue Moon <laughs> is, is a really solid choice if you need cheap beer, but you don't want cheap no, bad beer. beer. Yeah. All right. Travancore, how about you? Hi, I'm Jack Edithill. I'll be playing Travancore. And once again, I am drinking the Walt Wit from the Philadelphia Brewing Company. You're going to send me some of that. I really want to drink that, and I really want to shout poetry when I get drunk, when I drink that. <laughs> you got it, Jules. And Jonathan, how about you? Uh, this is Jonathan. I'm playing Jonathan the Magic Muscular, and tonight I am drinking a Moscow Mule Ooh. in a copper mug. Ooh, my wife's Ooh. favorite. The, the copper mug or the Moscow Mule? Moscow Mule. I don't know if it's your hands or the, the cup, but that looks like a tiny little It looks cup. like dainty. It's, it's the angle. Whoa! It's, it's like a, a mini. It's a little mode. bit of both because somehow an entire beer plus vodka plus lime juice fits in this thing, and yet, yes, look, it's it's tiny in my hands. It is. It is minuscule. Okay, but we have something for Jonathan to do before we get the the game underway because yes, yes. Uh, eventually the party will get a chance to have a long rest and level up to level three and uh, everybody's prepared to their sheets but Jonathan wanted to roll his hit dice to see how many hit points he gets when he levels up to level three so uh, imaginary drum roll please so we're gonna see how this goes this is a d6 plus my mighty constitution of three and here Sorry we go rolling that one Ooh, average Average is good. If I had just not gone through this, this is the number I would have gotten. <laughs> <laughs> Which is better than lower than that. This so, is true. Last, so you can go ahead last and... time was, was not, not nearly as good. Not nearly ever as good. But seven. 
can't be upset with that. Seven. So last, as I said, last time we were together and we finished off, you guys had just delivered the flump into the cave where he now happily descends back into the Underdark to head home. And you guys are still out in the woods. Let's go get paid, guys. I think we should take a I long rest. Paid. Agreed. Paid. We paid. And I'm paid, back. not rest, because we haven't. We've gotten hit, but not rested. I smell like rabbit poo. That flunk was stinky. So it sounds like some of you want to return to the Running King to talk to Dorvine and get paid. Some of you want to return back to talk to, or to Leogen's, uh little house. I'm just saying, make camp here. You are only about half hour outside of town. If you would like to make camp out in the woods, you can do that. I don't trust you saying we can do that. Let's let's go back to town. Let's talk to Dorveen and then make a beeline for Leodens. Sounds good. Yes, I'd like a bath. <laughs> All right, it is mid-afternoon. It's been a pleasant day. It is a pretty easy stroll. <clears throat> excuse me, back into the town. The guards that are stationed outside of the, the doors that you previously ran in through and then bolted out back through really are super confused and give you all very curious looks as you come on through, but, you know, wave you through. You do notice that Waylon's wagons are no longer outside, uh, camped outside of the town. We make a note. You, you've noted. As you head into town, you guys are heading to the Running King first to go talk to Dorvine? Yes. Okay. You make your way there. It's getting closer and closer to dinner time, so the tavern is bustling. There's a lot of activity. There's a lot of waiters and waitresses going here, there, and everywhere. Uh, are you guys just going to go talk to one of the barkeeps? You don't actually see Dorvine anywhere in the front of the, the tavern. Maybe yeah, we let's grab go a talk meal to the and then ask if Dorvine's available. Let's order while we wait for her. Yes. Okay. Okay. You guys sidle up to the bar. The bartender that you spoke to a couple hours ago, the one that actually you just dropped all the meat off in front of, is there and sees you guys and says, Oh, good to see you. Glad to see whatever you ran off to do is done. Can I get you anything? Uh, do you have boar on the menu tonight? Why, absolutely. <laughs> I'll have some boar. However, it's prepared. Oh, finely cooked, of course. Don't want anybody getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have blue cheese on top of mine? Maybe some cranberry sauce. I'll, I'll look into that. I'm not sure what we've got in our stores. What do you have on tap? Oh, all of the finest in the Running King brews. Currently, we are specializing in our IPA, which has a nice bitter aftertaste. But, you know, it is the holidays. So if you want to go for the pumpkin, 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 pumpkin spice, you can do that. Pumpkin all the things. Do you have any sour beers? Sour? I, I could add lime like juice. Like a sour ale, perhaps? Something. Like a sour ale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I can come up with something. How about you just squeeze an entire lemon into that IPA of yours? Whatever the little lady wants, the little lady gets. And with that, he takes your orders and runs off. Uh, about five minutes later, comes back with your drinks. The pumpkin, 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 pumpkin spice ale comes frothy and just reeks of pumpkin. Bernie, <laughs> it's your ale. Pumpkin. It's too much pumpkin. It is. We are the most basic seven, of bitches. It is seven like pumpkins in pumpkin one. Pumpkin spices. Calm down. 
And Bernie, you taste a little more lime than beer in yours, but it's bitter and it's not bad. Oh, wow. And you all enjoy a nice, nice meal of recently slaughtered and roasted boar. How does it taste? Boring. No. Wow. This is your warning. About to say, <laughs> next time you have to roll. I reach over and give him a gentle smack on the head with my fork. I, I try to no. face palm. Do I need to roll for that? Hit him in the nose. Nope. No, you can do that as a free action. I, I face I'm doing palm that as a right free now. action. I feel right. shame as a standard action. <laughs> as well you should. You enjoy a nice meal, and the the bartenders come up and clean up after you. They are very well acquainted with you, having been regular patrons, and, and they know that you guys get, get free meals here, so they, they don't harass you at all. And Would you like to do anything else? Uh, Let's get paid. Sir, is uh, Dravine in back? Um, an older gentleman comes on up, one of the other bartenders, and says, Oh, I'm sorry. She's a little busy right now. Oh, really? Yes, I don't she's... think she's too busy to write a check. I'm I'm under express orders that she is too busy to see, be seeing anybody. She's but been... see, we're not anybody. I'm Carlton, oh. that's Travancore, that's Jonathan, and that's Bernice. Our names are not, obviously, anybody. I am very well acquainted with you, sir, and your companions, but Doreen has said she doesn't want to see anybody for the rest of the day. We understand I that. Sh- However, yeah. I'm certainly a busy person like Doreen would have delegated someone to, to see to our payment. Is that not the case? Um, payment, sir? The, uh, the board that you're all currently enjoying was actually brought by, uh, by our party, and we were uh, promised payment in kind for it, so. Yes, indeed. I, I, I don't know anything about that, uh, but I'm sure if you would like to come back in a couple of days, Dorveen would be more than happy to I think Dorveen would be more than happy to see us now. I think she would, too, considering all It's been a while since she's seen us, and we're like BFFs. I'm... Terribly sorry, but I am under strict orders that she is not to see anybody today. See, and here's he the starts thing. We to know walk where away. her office is, so you can let her know we're here to see her, or we can just walk back. Sir, I would not. He stops where he is because he had started to kind of walk away. He stops where he is and turns around and says, I would not interrupt the lady for all of the money in the town. And he walks away. Well, that was a little ominous. Yeah. So we interrupt her and say that her barkeep said we could just go straight back, right? No, let's uh, let let's let this one go. I want a bath. Well, yeah, let's let's go back and we can investigate this later. All right, she let's go get our day. long rest. She doesn't get three days. Where'd the other bartender go? The one who knows who we are. Well, they all know who you are. The one that was helping you, the one that was actually serving you earlier, he's gone off to serve some other patrons down at the end of the bar. The older gentleman that just spoke to you has also left to go down towards the other end of the bar. Can we flag so, down the guy who actually received the uh, the meat? Yeah, yeah. Takes a couple of seconds. You flag him on down. He comes over and says, yes, yes. How, how can I help you? So it seems like the senior bartender here doesn't want to pay us. What's going on with that? Pay you? I... You guys get your meals for free. He knows that. You don't have to pay anything. No, he pays us for the boar that we dropped off this morning. Oh, no, that's that's going to be Dorvin. She'll probably be able to pay you tomorrow. I, I think, guys, let's let's what? table this for now. Let's go get bathed and take a rest for reasons. Okay, so <laughs> when you see Dorvin at closing tonight, let her know that we'll be back tomorrow. 
And that we said hi. And if that we said I, hello. If I see her, I will absolutely pass along those those sentiments. Um, I don't know if I'll see her. It doesn't sound like you will, so that's fine. We'll, I, we'll be okay. We'll, we'll survive. Everyone here knows who you are. They'll, they'll let her know. Someone will see her. And he wanders off. He looks preoccupied. Does anyone else, I'm talking to the three of these guys now, think it's odd that she wouldn't delegate someone to take care of her, something like as minor as this? No, I think it's odd that she's even secluding herself at all. That, sure. I think, is the more pressing mystery. Her management skills notwithstanding, I think that we should definitely look into this after we extended rest for reasons. Okay, we can go back. I'm, I'm, I'm just asking Let's go a get question. A shower. No one's saying we're doing anything else. All right, you guys head back to the monastery house that Leosian owns. At this point, all of the regulars that are kind of coming and going, including Leosian, are, are fairly used to you guys showing up in the most random of circumstances and times and covered in filth and gore and blood. So they don't even really notice you as you come walking on in. You do get a, a little bit of a nod from Leosian. He's at his desk over on the, in the side of the great room, shuffling through some papers. I look at him and I go, Hey, hey Leonard. He, he gives you a, a little wave back. He ignores Carlton uh, pointedly. As he do. As, as he does, and you spend the evening relaxing and resting, cleaning up, and uh, enjoying a safe and sound long rest in Leosian's house. Yay! Does Leosian have an ample supply of fuzzy bunny slippers for all of us? Uh, he has an ample supply of fuzzy bunnies back in the back. Uh, I'm going to make slippers a... out of them. <laughs> Ooh. He, they they tend... They they tend to the the bunnies for their their food and for their pelts. And if you wanted to talk to one of the uh the monks that actually takes care of the bunnies, you absolutely could. I'm just glad that with the beds that we're taking up, the monks that they're reserved for have yet to show up. Me too. <laughs> there have been. You've kind of doubled up in rooms, so most of these rooms have two or three beds in them, and it is basically just a large house it's it's almost more of a, a monk hotel and most of the monks that you see coming and going are there for like a night and gone the the most full that it's been since your time here um still only about half the house was full it's it's doesn't seem to be that so basically airbnb for monks kind of so you wake up the next morning and you're gonna go back to the running king and go see dorveen wait we've leveled right Yes, yes, so you've now leveled yes. up officially to Ping. level three. Ding! Play the level up sound. I'll stop singing. <laughs> it was my Final Fantasy to hear that. <laughs> Roll for embarrassment. Nope. That's a good you one. You have to, you are. So everybody is now a level three, and you wake up the next morning feeling like you've done something with your life. I feel a little bit more berserk. What would you like to I do with your life? I feel like I could fire powerful rays from my already powerful arms. I also feel like I could give hugs to people at a distance. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like... I feel like I get hit with my axe twice. I feel like that I will never be lied to ever again. Ooh. Ooh. And that perhaps I um, can beat people up from afar. Yay. Hey, Traffic Corps, how do you feel? I have a feeling that a hole in my life that I didn't even realize was there is about to get filled very soonly. Soonly. I'll fill your hole for you. Oh, very good. 
No, you've all woken up the next morning alone oh in your each each Why? of your beds. No, I sleep in a trundle bed. I'm not alone. Oh, okay. Good to know. All right, you heading back to the Running King? Yes. Yeah, I think so. All right, next morning you head on over to the tavern. It's a little less inhabited because most people are heading there for a lunch or dinner, but they do have a breakfast menu. And uh, you do see the same older gentleman as well as some other people serving. Um, are you going to approach him in specific? Would you like to talk to someone else? No, we're going to ask the, the guy and ask him, hey, so Dorveen, what's up with that? Yes. Um... She is preoccupied at the moment, sir. Okay. With who? I don't know. Then with what? I, I wouldn't know that either, sir. Hmm. I'm very little. I imagine he can't see me over this bar. I'm just going to walk back to her office. Okay. Are you trying to sneak back or are you just going to walk? I'm just going to assume that I'm very small. <laughs> well, roll me a stealth check. <laughs> with stealth stuff. Dexterity. To see how dexterity. how stealthy you are. My dexterity is... Well, there's no bonuses, but there's no detractor. <laughs> I'm pretty stealthy. I accidentally rode twice. Crap, I'm sorry. That's all right. I'll, They're the same I'll average out. I'll average out the 11 and the 12. 11.5. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, despite the fact that you really aren't that roguish, you are small... And you manage to get behind the bar. You know where you're going. So you just kind of with purpose. It's less sneaking and more the as long as I look like I'm supposed to be here, no one's going to stop me. And you just kind of start to march back that way. You get to the door. And as you start to open the door, that's when the older barkeep turns and, and notices you and says, I'm, I'm sorry, young lady. And he starts to walk in your direction. I, I'm very sorry, young lady. I walk past him and kind of like, try and block him because i'm going that same direction yeah okay. i do as well because i'm and big. i like open the door and i go oh my god Darvine! hey girl what's up how you bet <laughs> so bernie opens the door and it's to the long hallway oh, that well, leads that to well. several doors <laughs> you god damn the, it <laughs> you do know down the hallway which door leads to the the main office so you open the door and kind of go through. The older gentleman's like, oh, I'm sorry. Wait. Ah. And just as he's starting to get there, Jonathan like elbows past him. is like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And then before he can recover from that, Carlton comes over and just gently puts his hand on his face and pushes him out of the way, like into the bar. Excuse me. Coming through. And walks over. Travancore, what are you doing? I'm following uh, Bernie now that the is okay. clear. You've kind of just snuck in through everybody. Travancore is actually a rogue, and he can just... <laughs> actually, my stealth so, is pretty high. Yeah, his stealth should be the best one yeah. out of all of us. As as a dexterity character, you should have some amazing stealth. However, at this point... I've got pretty behind you the whole time. I got <laughs> you didn't even know. my stealth. So, you all managed to make it through the door. You're heading down the hallway. Bernie, you all know which, which door leads to her office. It is currently closed, and you hear the barkeep behind you kind of from a little bit of a distance as he picks himself off off the floor and goes, Oh, no, wait, I'm, I don't want to get in trouble. Ah. Don't worry, buddy. We'll say we overpowered we'll you. Let's just past. keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. I'll tell them I right. overpowered you. Bye. Wait, should we <laughs> knock on Dorveen's door just to be courteous? No, you give the doctor knock. Two knocks open the door. Yeah, same, exactly. Same, doctor same knock. Once with Doctor, knock, 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 open the door while you're doing it. Doesn't care if your pants are down. 
All right. So we hear a, and then you guys open and enter. Bernie is just like, hi, Doravine. And just as you enter, you hear this horrible blood curdling snarl it it it's less snarl and more like the sound of rocks grinding together and uh bernie um i am assuming bernie that a nine does not hit your ac no it doesn't which is amazing considering i have pretty low ac but it's still there considering you didn't know this was coming so you enter expecting to see your friend dorveen and you do see her in front of her desk and she seems to be next to this large shimmering gray creature which you notice just in time as it then bounds across the room and tries to attack you hey dorvi what's wrong yeah just as it as you enter and uh fortunately you dodge out of the way just before it pounces on you and it stops and snarls at you and you get kind of a, a decent look at this thing it's it's huge for you it's it's even big for everybody even uh carlton it is the the size of a small horse it's this large hulking stone-like creature four legs horrible mouth with big pointy teeth it's got one wing that's just flared out to its right and it's on the ground on all fours just that's <sighs> kind of like the jersey devil did we just fall into an episode of gargoyles and <laughs> dorveen snaps at this creature and says on sarah no they're friends and it stops and then it gets up onto its hind legs and it sneers at the four of you, and it walks back. Can I reach my hand out and be like, pets? Smell me, you want pets? Brushes past you. Like, it couldn't care less about you. And goes and then sits next to Dorveen, who says, My friends, I am very sorry. I was not expecting you to just walk in. And and Sarah is uh, hurt and... Please, close the door. Come come in. I close the door. All right. She ushers you to her desk where she's set up some chairs. And her and this, this creature kind of move over to the side. If anyone wants to give me some nature checks, you can now get a good look at this thing and see if you know what it is. Sure. I'll roll for a nature check. No bonus, though. I did not roll well. Ten. Uh, Twelve. Five. I rolled fifteen. Okay. Jonathan and Carlton, this just looks like a big muscular pile of rocks and teeth. Travancore, you begin to almost mutter the words gargoyle as Bernie then realizes that her her instinct before was was yes, correct. This this seems to be a gargoyle. It's missing a wing. You can actually see the left wing is almost sheared off, like broken in a place. And the other wing, just almost to compensate, is is almost limp at its side. And it is it has moved back up to Dorveen in a way that is like a, a submissive dog. And but continues to glare at you. And she says Dorveen says, Please, please excuse Aunt Sarah. She is she is quite upset and it has been a long journey and as you can see she is injured and i have yet to be able to fix her hey do you guys know any healing spells 
I can cast healing word. She nods her head at you and says, well, I am very, very honored you would think to do that. Uh, we have a problem. And at this point, the gargoyle actually speaks up and says, I don't have my wing. Without my wing, there is no healing this. Dragons! Why are there so many dragons in this area? And Dervine kind of pats her on the head and says, Shh, yes, no, it's okay, I understand. Would you like me to go get your wing? She uh, gives you a surprised look and says, I, I must admit, I was at a quandary of, of how to retrieve her wing. Without the actual wing, there is nothing I can do to heal heal her wounds. She has, she has been my companion and my friend for so many years that I hate to see her in pain. But I would not send her out to retrieve it. There are drakes everywhere. And the, the gargoyle says, Why are there so many dragons? I don't understand. Dorvine, you said that this place would be safe. Have we advised Dorvine of what's going on? I don't think we have. Someone's been locked in their office recently. Yeah, we should tell her. I say, Dorvine, we've been looking into what has been going on. There's a cult of Tiamat that is making plans to raid the city, and they may be responsible for the increased draconic activity. And I relay the events at the farmhouse. She listens intently. Her features are normally fairly schooled anyway. As a tiefling, she doesn't give much away, and her bright red skin doesn't really give much of an indication of, of what she's feeling but even she does pale a little bit as you tell her about the cobalt as you tell her about the the note um do you tell her about what the flump said yes yeah. well i cool. i i think tell about the bunny rabbit we like i'm you know what i'm actually gonna say this i'm gonna be like guys i think dorvine has earned our trust so we can be completely honest with her right transparency is best okay transparency is great do you want me to cast stone of truth no, no, I don't think <laughs> I, I that this is the wrong situation. That is like a not a trustworthy thing to do, Bernice. <laughs> Are you sure? Because I don't know. This thing's made of stone. I've wanted. To oh my god! Okay, so I I relay the story of the flump and and how we rescued it and set it free and that and like a bunny rabbit. yeah, and everything it told us as well. Okay, at the mention of the idea of a an adult blue dragon in this area, Darvine actually pales a little bit. Does she turn pink instead of red? No, she, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. She would turn like a lighter shade of pale. Lightish red. <laughs> she lightish turns red. lightish red. She turns yes. red. We won't get sued for that reference. Absolutely not. She had been standing next to her, this gargoyle, companion of hers kind of gently petting it almost like you would a dog at this mention she finds a chair and sits and thinks a little bit about the whole tale and everything and says well this is this is very troubling i i came here specifically to find us a home that was safe and some place we could we could stay but the presence of an adult dragon in this area means nothing but misery and woe and an entire cult what what could they possibly want with this with this city we have no idea but you are a denizen here and have, have been here presumably for a while 
is there anything, any secrets, any points of magical power that may be in or around the city that may interest a dragon and a dragon cult? She thinks for a moment and says, there, there is no power here that I, I can feel. I, I, we came here because of its safety, but also this, this town has become comfortable. The, the mayor here has, has done an excellent job of cultivating this town. And I, I do know he has a, a decent stockpile of gold and stores of grain to prepare for the winter. And all I could think is that is all a dragon would want, but I, I do not understand why an entire cult would be here. There's Greenest is not a seat of power. Do dragons like bread? <laughs> dragons like anything and everything. And will hoard whatever bread. they can. But real talk, I made bread yesterday and it was delicious. That's really good, Carlton. Proud of you. <laughs> Absent-mindedly, Doreen, like, as she's still mulling over everything that you told her, says, I, I do need to make sure that they've put the, the fresh bread on for the evening. And makes a note to herself. Bread makes you fat. She turns to the gargoyle and says, To properly introduce you, this is Ansara. And... The gargoyle stands back up on, on two hind legs and is still glaring at you all furiously. It's obvious that this thing is not happy with any of you, but it does nod its head at all of you and then sits back down on, on the ground, kind of on its haunches. And Dorveen says, I had summoned her when I thought this area was safe, but she encountered a, a pack. What? Dear one, what did you say that you saw? And the gargoyle said, There are drakes, packs of them, angry. I was on the ground because I I had heard there was something in the sky, and I was trying to stay low, and no one could see me. And they came upon me in the night, and they did this to me. And how am I supposed to fly now? I show her the drake scale from the last time we killed a drake and said, If you like, I can go collect more of these. Yeah, uh, so tell me more about your wing. Do you know where it is, or where did you lose it at? So Doravine pulls out a map and plots for you the basically the direction that Ansara came from and with what the gargoyle has said was, you know, where she went and, and how she came. And Ansara lays a, a big, meaty, <laughs> rocky claw down on the map about... A half a day's travel outside of town to the north uh, through some of the thickest parts of the woods and says right here this is this is where I was attacked if my wing can be found it will be here Ansara we'll do our level best to recover your wing it looks like it's grateful but it's obvious that's not a that's not an emotion that gargoyles are very good at and so it just but Dorveen says, I was, I was very worried that by myself I would not be able to retrieve her wing. But if you can do this for me, I, I, my gratitude would know no, no limits. And Ansara's gratitude would be eternal. Dorveen, why didn't you just ask us sooner? 
I you know us was unsure if I could ask such a thing of anyone in this town. I mean, Drakes, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. These these are wise words. I will I will think about them. He doesn't have many of those story beats. I do not have you many of take them. them to heart. I am smart. SMRT. <laughs> you had a moment. That you are. That you are. And I kind of like tippy-toe and pat him on the head. That's my job. <laughs> she smiles. Lift me up. She's- Dorveen, I hate to bring up something as, as base as money, but frankly, it would put us in a better position to be able to recover on Sarah's wing if we were compensated or at least have part of the thing paid. I know it's a not to ask at this time, but you know us. We're, we're, we're of modest means. We're just getting started. She, her eyes light up and she says, oh, yes, of course. I... Yes, I promised you money for the boar. Thank you so much. Aunt Sarah showed up right at the same time that I sent you out, and it has just completely slipped my mind. Um, so she totals up. You had brought two giant boar and four other small boar. So the giant boar are 100 gold five. each, and the regular boar were five each. So she pays you all 120 gold total. So 30 gold each. And she says... My- my apologies. I've been so distracted trying to figure out what to do about Aunt Sarah that I didn't even consider giving giving anyone the money to to compensate you. And that is that will never happen again. That's all good. We appreciate that, Dorveen. Like I said, we're trying to build a business partnership here, and you've been a faithful partner so far, and we hope to continue that going forward. And Dorveen, just so you know, your older bartender there did try to stop us, but I mean, look at us. They should know who we are by now, I yeah. Know- and I walk past him because I'm big. I'm also bigger than the average wizard. Actually, oh, I'm Thomas. bigger than the average. But he did try and said wizard. that we were not to come back. But we thought you were in trouble. His heart is bigger than his muscles, and I will let him know that it everything is okay. I'm sure he feels. I'm sure he feels nothing but shame, and I will make sure he is. He is fine. You know about Sarah over here. On Sarah. On Sarah and Sarah. No, none, none of them know. I, until I know for sure that she is safe and welcome here, then all they know is that I am with a dear friend and were given instruction not to disturb. Once her wing is restored, then she can perch wherever she like and people will just think that I have the money for decoration for the running king. They will never know. No one needs to know. We'll keep your secret, right, everyone? Don't yeah, ask, don't we'll tell. Got secret. it. But I would say just mm. to kind of like And you know. if there is any problems, then I have no doubt that Aunt Sarah, even, even grounded as she is, is more than a match for anyone. Oh, and shit. Aunt Sarah kind of flexes a little bit. And okay. yeah, this, this gargoyle is built. It is, it is a powerhouse creature. And you you think for a moment that it's a really good thing that it was off kilter because of the loss of its wing and that Bernie was so quick because Bernie might have been in, in some deep trouble had she hit. Gargoyles, as you would know, because you ro- rolled so well, when they decide to be still, they are pretty much indistinguishable from actual statues. And so her plan to just basically install on Sarah somewhere and then... They can be still for days, weeks, months without moving. So you get the sense that her plan is something that they've done before and where Aunt Sarah will just perch somewhere and uh, Dorveen will say, it's my new statue. Look, it's my new statue. Isn't she 
gorgeous. And people will be like, oh, yeah, you know, really pretty gargoyle. And then, you know, gargoyles. She uh, makes sure that on your map it's marked uh, kind of the, the spot where Ansara was attacked. Obviously, there is no guarantee that that's where the wing will be, but that seems to be a good spot. The uh, gargoyle lets you know that she was attacked by a pack of guard drakes of guard a variety of colors. Uh, guard drakes. So you are familiar. You were ac- actually, you killed the one guard drake just outside of the farmhouse uh, several days ago. This was a pack of them. They seem to be, um, according to the gargoyle, according to Ansara, they seem to be just rampaging in the area and she was unable to get away on the ground. Uh, question. What happened? What state is the wing going to be in? Is it going to be stony or is it going to be fleshy? It will be stone, of course. Why would it be flesh? Do I look like one of you? I, I, apologies, Aunt Sarah, but you're the first gargoyle I've ever met. Oh. Is it going to be gooey? I, I may be the first one that you have known that you have met. Oh, oh I see what I you like, guys do there. I like it, Sarah. I like her. Feisty. I guess I'm going to have to carry that thing back. Yeah. No, what so- you will find, unless the gargoyles have decided to shatter it, then you will find a stone still wing. All right. Do you guys we have, will... like, blood? No, of course not. I am stone. Just checking. Well, I don't, just wondering. I didn't know if your about... blood was, like, maybe, like, sand or whatever. Sand. No, this is Fine particles. opal. I shimmer like an opal. And... You do. You look very lovely. Dorveen pets on Sarah's head and says, "On uh, Sarah is one of the few opal gargoyles that I have ever met. Isn't she lovely?" Very and pretty. you do kind of see in the, the the torchlight and in kind of the natural light coming through the window that, on a quick glance, she is she is this gray rock, but there is a, a shimmer to her. There is a, a multicolored shining when that just kind of catches the light here and there very subtle i would recommend if you are to go that you would definitely need some horses and i would recommend going sooner if if you are able to rather than later because the longer that the the wing is out and of and open the the more it can be broken into even smaller pieces and without the entire wing the the process of of healing her will be that much more difficult. Sounds like we have our marching orders. All right, sounds like the plan. Uh, where so? Since it's relevant, where would be the best place to get horses? I don't think I've bought a horse yet. Uh, none of you have, but you actually know of a stable not not too far away. You've seen it. You've passed by it a couple of times, and she points you to the to the same stable it's kind of between the running king and where leosians is okay quick aside and i'm going to share this because even though it's in my character's head i've always felt that dorveen and jonathan the magimuscular there's been a tension there's a little tension so as we're lee as as we get up and when we're we're getting ready to leave i say dorveen we will do this for you happily it is our pleasure and i do I do the bow that I learned at, Acad- at Academy for, like, special occasions. And as I'm doing it, I take her hand and give her a little kiss on the hand. As he's doing that, 
I smack him on the ass. <laughs> <laughs> From up on top of Carlton's head, or do you, no, I'm not or no, on you're Carlton, you got remember? down, you got down. That's you're I right, just you're right. reach up and just whoop bam. <laughs> okay, you take her hand and kiss it. It is very warm. It is almost too hot to the touch. Her tiefling heritage just making it. You, I like you kiss how you it. did her hot tiefling heritage and did this. Yeah, I know. Well, Dear you know, journal. I, I'm making she cup food for those <laughs> listening later. As she, uh, as you bow and then take her hand, you, you do get a nice view of, of some of her cleavage. She is wearing a uh, a very tight pair of leather pants and a, a workman's jersey that is cut down the front to show off her figure in a, in a very attractive way. And she smiles at you a little bit as uh, you kiss her hand and uh, I need you to actually make a constitution saving throw. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't kiss tieflings, bro. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> Weak in the knees. You can't help but so you, you bow and you look very suave. You take her hand. It's very, very warm. You kiss it gently. It's super warm. And you can't quite help but then very quickly pull your hand away before you believe you're about to be burned. And so the whole suave appearance is ruined just a tiny little bit as you practically pull your hand away and you're like, ouch, 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 ouch. And, 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 oh. the ass and by then Bernie. I go, no, hold on, get hold on, along hold on. there, little doggy. I have a line. I have a line. I'm like... My apologies, Dorveen. I am not. I am not used to as as fl- as flamboyant a woman as you. It is. It is new to me. My flamboyant. Apologies. Really? Her smile. Flamboyant. Get, get it. I... Her smile turns a little bit feral, and as she pulls her hand away, she says, "Not many are willing to even try." And you see. In the palm of the hand that you had just taken, like little licks of flame, of just reddish flame come out before she closes her hand and says, Now if you'll excuse me, I must go back to tending to Aunt Sarah. And she escorts you Did my ass slap not ruin any of this? He managed to roll a high enough uh, constitution to avoid that. I also elbow Jonathan in the ribs a little bit. Just enough to know that, like, dude. Doesn't his constitution saving throw have to beat something of mine? Only if you're trying to hurt him. Were you trying to actually hurt him? No, I was just trying to be funny. It didn't work. What's what's funny is, like, he rolled well enough to not react to that. And I had done that to someone, and Jules was in the room. She would do that. (laughs) She would literally do that in real life. So you guys head back out. You pass by the older, older barkeep who is flustered and tries to speak to you, but is just like, I, but did. No, we, we, and, we, 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 we settled uh, it. You're good. You're cool. I want to cool, get bro. up on the bar and pat his hand and go, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. She said she'll only fire you for a day. Uh-huh. I'm kidding. I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. You're fine. Uh-huh. And then I but really, you're fired. Uh-huh. No, nah, I'm just messing with you. Don't listen to that guy. He starts you're, to you're fine. Eat your children. And I wink and I jump off the bar. I, I put my I put my hand on the senior bartender's uh, like shoulder and I say, "You're a good friend to Dorveen." Thank you, thank you, kind sir. Uh, excuse me. And he wanders off to go sit down. 
And as we walk out the door, I say, she's still going to eat your children. Wow. <laughs> you guys are terrible. You know that? All right. So what's what's the plan? Are you going to go get some horses? Are you going to go get anything else? I want to go get the biggest war horse that can hold my giant ass. I would like uh, a Shetland pony. <laughs> Actually, do you want a puppy? Or not a puppy, but a riding dog? You could totally have a riding dog. You could totally have a riding dog. I could have a riding dog. You can you can have a riding dog. There's actually in a, if you can a, find one, second, yes. In three point five, there was a prestige class halfling outrider that specialized in riding dogs. Wait, hold on. I did have a thought. We could save money. I could ride Carlton as he rides the warhorse. That's what I figured we would do. I will say this: you know for a fact of of your you know you're all familiar with horses. Finding a horse that's going to hold Carlton by himself is going to be a challenge. So adding even your meager amount of weight might not be the best plan. However, any decent-sized horse could probably accommodate you and either Travancore or Jonathan. Probably Travancore, with him being a half-elf, he's a little more slight. I, If I can't ride Carlton, I want my own pony. Ouch! Don't... Thanks, bro. Are you Don't guys going over to the stables? Yeah, let's go get horses. Yeah. Okay. So a few blocks down, you head over to Stable of a Different Color, which is kind of the premier stabler in town. And the owner uh, approaches and says, Ah, what can I do for ya? Horse. We need some horses, sir. I'd like a purple one. He glances at the four of you and sizes you all up and says... You're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm a biggin. <laughs> give, me, give me a few moments, will ya? And he heads out back and comes back in a few moments and says, so the three of you are going to be fine for just a regular horse. Uh, do you need this for a specific purpose? Are you just traveling somewhere? Do you need a draft horse? Do you need a pull horse? Do you need a war horse? What do you need? Riding horses should be fine. Pink and purple Shetland pony. I've got a pony for you, dearie. Uh, the, he's not purple. He's going to be a pale. He's going to be a, a, a nice pony. That, that will work for you. Just some riding horses for the for the lot of you? Whatever will hold my big ass. Okay. Well, the pony is going to be... She's, she's a fine, fine pony. She'll be 50 gold. I've got two very nice riding horses. who will, will suit you young masters very well. They're going to be 75 each. Uh, as for you, sir, you're you're going to need at least a draft horse. I, I don't have any war horses in stock. The the mayor recently bought them all out. He seems to be beefing up his his army for some reason. Do you know why? Uh, couldn't say. The mayor has his reasons, I would imagine. Always worrying when the when the the army is getting involved. Anyway, I'm all out of war horses, but I've got a nice draft horse. It could be strong enough for you. He's he's a big one though, and he's he can pull as many as three oxen. He's going to be about 200 gold. I feel like I only need him for like two days. How much to rent this horse? <laughs> rent? What do you take me for, a fool? I'm not renting horses. Well, if you want to sell him back once you're done, I'll consider okay. rebuying him. Then how would you feel about gi- giving it to me for maybe only 90 gold? Party, let's... Uh, how much was a regular horse? So he has said 50, 50 for the pony... 75 each for the two regular horses and 200 for the draft horse. One moment. I uh, party 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 huddle here. 
And okay. so I we huddle up and we're like, okay, where is this map again? Where is this mark on our map again? It's about a day's walk. It's only about a half a day's ride, but Dorveen um, suggested the horses, not just for the speed of getting you there, but that you may need it to help bring the wing back because of the weight of the wing. Hmm. So time's a factor uh, here, guys. Okay, so... Uh, less time and so, more, like, carrying this wing is going to be a pain in the I ass. I mean, like, I could... I have 90. Can I not I'll carry the wing? 90. You don't know how heavy this thing is, but she said horse. Okay, so let's... Let's do this. Let's. I could ride on Travis' horse. Well, you could also ride on, uh, on Carlton, and Travancore and I can get horses with party funds, and then that will just chalk it up to an expense of doing business. But it doesn't. It like like, like Dorvin said, it's not so much about time; it's more about bringing the wing back. And so we're gonna need uh, a cart. Carlton. We we may need you for for extracurricular combat. So having you carry the thing and then possibly dropping it doesn't sound like a good idea. At least with horses, we could, we could kind of like fight away from them. What if we just got one horse for the wing? So we should also probably get a cart then. Yeah, should we get like Do, one horse and a cart? Judging from what we saw we of the of the gargoyle, the live gargoyle, do we feel like a cart would be necessary for the wing? Probably not. Uh, you might want to consider getting a, a pretty beefy horse. You probably don't want the pony. But if all the horse is doing is being a pack animal, if you just got a pack horse, that should carry the wing. It might be a little ungainly. Gargoyles are about five feet tall, and their wingspan is, you're talking about six or seven feet out. So this this is a pretty pretty beefy piece of stonework you're going to be carrying with you. So you could probably get away with, with a pack horse as long as nobody's riding it. Okay, so Bernie gets back in my saddle. How much is a pack horse? Good sir, how much for a pack horse? Oh, just a pack horse. Oh, uh, I could probably give you one just for the, the same 75. I, I would even throw in the, the pack holder if you were interested. How What's would you feel holder? about 50 and no pack holder? Well, it's not much of a pack horse without a pack, eh? <laughs> 65. No, no, seriously. seriously. How, how much without... Uh, can we do 50 for, for it without pack? 65. 60. 65. 60. Roll a persuasion check. Oh, uh, God. We had our not-face van negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I do it as intimidation? Uh, you can, but... Be be warned if you uh, fail at that, the consequences might be a little more dire than if you're just trying to persuade. And also, if you do succeed, you've basically strong armed a merchant in the town we live in. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'll persuade. I'll what persuade. if I roll a cuteness check? Fuck. Well, Carlton has been the one that's been doing negotiating, so. All right, seven. It was almost a 16. Sounds like we're paying 65. He says. 65? Well, there's no deal, my friend. Well, I mean, 60 is such a nice, even number. And 65 is such a nice, bigger number. No, but, I mean, not really. Let's, let's, let's stop while we're ahead and so we're not paying 70, I say, I say in Draconic. I'm sure no one, 
understands. I, I got right, it, dude. Sir. I speak draconic. All right. I, I'm pitching in this much for it. I'll pitch in that much. I'll match. I'll match, and uh, Carlton can pick up the difference since he failed. All right. I'll pay the five. <laughs> All right. So he, he takes a 65 and heads out back and uh, meets you out front of the stables with a very nice pack horse, a a dark brown mare. She doesn't have a saddle or anything on her. She just has the the bridle, and she uh, she seems beefy and healthy and seems like a a really good horse. Does she have a name? And he... Snowball! He slaps her on the back and says, she's yours now to name how you will. Enjoy. I want to name her Snowball. I want to name okay. her Bojack. All right. Let's, Let's split the difference. Snowjack. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bowball. Like a weird sex act. Bowball. I like Bowball better. I want to name her Reggie. 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 Reggie this. Let's do this. Let's roll off. So who? All right. Uh, my name is Reggie. I got Bojack. I got Snowball. Travancore. I got Snowjack. Okay. All right. Everyone roll a d20. And All right. Names the horse. It's not going to be Bojack. God and damn it. What the you fuck? Cheated. You cheated. Really? <laughs> you wasted you your cheated. good roll on that. I wasted that. a 20 on naming a fucking horse. <laughs> His name is no longer Reggie. It is now Reginald. He needs a middle name now. You better have first, middle, last, well, wait, Esquire, is whatever. Isn't it a female? She is a she, yes. Reginaldo. You've got a mare. Reginaldo. Reginalda. Reginalda. Reginalda D. Regulus the second. Or just Reggie for short? Or just Reggie for short. Reginalda right, D. Regulus the short. So I tap jo- Jonathan Magicus on, sh- on, the, on the shoulder and say, All right, champ, we can name her Reggie. We get ice cream later, too. All right, you now own a pack horse. But her nickname is Snowball. You don't currently own any way of securing anything to her body to pack. Well, we have you our own a- packs, which usually include rope. Rope. This rope. is true. Rope. Hemp and rope. Hemp and rope. Which I have. Okay. Are you just going to head out of town right now? Are you going to, what would you like to do? It's about 10 o'clock in the morning right now. How far Doesn't is the farmer's market? I want some more apples. Maybe not apples. Farmer's market is right around the corner, and you do know for a fact that Leia and Jack are are, are there. I like to visit them their wares. Just for a second. Can we eat something other than apples on this trip? You do have pack rations. Why? Apples are a superfood. Apples are great. We had this one last night. It's all sugar. Hmm. No, we got a lot of fiber there, too. Yeah, because I'm sure you want to poop in the woods. Let's find something else to eat. Does a half work shit in the woods? (laughs) Yes. We we all know the apples he does. Smells terrible. Well, what else is in the farmer's market aside from apples? Let's go exploring. Maybe the mayor would like apples. Ever think of that, that guys? Maybe Reggie would like some apples. You Mm -hmm. selfish jerks. (laughs) Well, are you guys looking for anything in specific, or are you just looking for some rations to take with you along the trip? Rations, preferably good ones. Okay. You can very easily find dried meats, cheeses, oatmeal, anything Should we do like a wine and cheese party while we're out there? Like a picnic. Ooh, picnic. What I don't if, think you currently if... have any ale or wine with you, but if you'd like to pick up some wine, we could definitely oh, we totally look at that. Can. Should so we totally do this? would pack us some lunches? You can definitely, at the, the market, pick up enough foodstuffs to get the four of you for about five days' worth of, of food. Okay. Um, for about a gold each, easily. 
Okay. Being uh, frugal and picking up here, there, and everywhere, just getting enough food and and how much filling gold? up your your water one. skins. Just one. one gold each get you five days worth of of. You can just put down rations. Okay. And and I'm gonna make a quick aside to pick up some apples for my dear friends. A simple, not noteworthy conversation where I get ap- apples for a couple of standard points or whatever it is. Okay, Leia is more than happy to get you half a dozen apples for a, a copper, and cool. she uh, she asks where you're going that you're buying so many apples. What 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 is what is what are you off to, young young sir? Oh, we're on an errand. Can't discuss too much about it. Life is an adventure. Horse. Oh, dear. we got a horse Thanks. now. We have a pet, and we thought you know the horse might like apples. Oh, the horse would absolutely love apples. Yes. I walk by and the stand and you wave. On the tr- she pats you on the cheek and says, "Stay, stay safe, young man," and w- and waves to Bernie and totally ignores Jonathan and waves to Carlton. <laughs> Great to see you again. <laughs> All right. I know who I likes and I know who I don't. <laughs> Are you heading out of town? Yeah, we're yeah. heading out of town. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Keep an eye out for the second half of this episode coming soon. Meanwhile, follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or at our host podcast, at Glibshark, or www.glibshark.com. And see you next encounter.